The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. the show you listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network I'm in Phoenix living like it matters and it always matters because I get a chance to come into the studio and have fun and talk a little bit about what's happening in the world of sports and uh, obviously what's happening in particular in basketball well of course free agency is happening and uh, I happen to be one of those people that believe that the Knicks should go ahead and match the Jeremy Lin money uh, it's a business decision. I think the young man is, uh, you know, a, a good piece uh, of, of the puzzle. Um, I think he makes the Knicks better. Uh, certainly is good for the fan base of the league. Um, I just think they're a better basketball team with him than they perhaps maybe would be without him. You know, the money you got to worry about down the road, okay, you're creative enough. you got enough creative people in the front office that know how to manipulate uh, whatever the structure is uh, of the salaries, and, and to make sure that it works, that's their job. They you know, let the the front office people who deal with the finance and the contract structures let them make sure they get together with the personnel people, and you know find a way to make it work. If you got to match some money, you got to match some money. It looks like you have to match some money, but what do you got to match on the basketball court? Are you going to be able to, are you going to be a better basketball team without Jeremy than you are with him? And right now the chemistry, you know the chemistry. You know that it works. If you bring in a, a, a new piece, that's something you got to spend some time to see if it works. No question. You know, if he's healthy, now that's another thing. Question about if he's going to be healthy or not. You know, and if he's healthy mentally or not. You know, it's the bottom line about LeBron James. You know, it's the bottom line about any great athlete that plays any sport. Part of greatness, believe it or not, is durability. You got Listen, if you can't play, then you're not that good to the team. You're no good to the team. Your physical makeup is as important as your abilities are. If you physically are not fit enough to that we can count on you game in, game out, night in, night out to be there, then we got to pass on you. You know, that's that, you know, when because so when you talk about greatness and many people do this, they want to compare some players to other players. The player is a complete player. His his entire or her entire body of work must be taken into consideration when you look at their level of greatness, if you will. And if indeed that person only lasts for a season or two or three or four or five, or six, or seven, or eight, 
then somebody else has to put in at least that amount of work to be compared to them. If somebody can do it once, that doesn't make you great because you can do something one time. If somebody does something great twice, mm, then, you know, okay. But I'm talking in terms of games and length of a career. That's one thing. Sometimes careers can be abruptly, you know, ended because a person physically wasn't able to perform. So how can you compare that person to somebody else? That's one thing, particularly in basketball. You know, LeBron James, that's a beast. That's a big man who plays big basketball every night. You know, he's ready to perform. He's not missing games. That's one thing about Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's a beast. Kobe Bryant's been playing basketball a long time. But I, I, I'm going to get into Kobe Bryant and LeBron James in a little bit. But at first, the Jeremy Lin, I think he just makes the Knicks a better team. It's, it's better for basketball, the business of basketball. There are business decisions being made. You take everything into consideration. I mean, you're talking about a guy now, you know, you know, what kind of person is this individual? You know, is he good for the brand or the franchise brand? All those things taken consideration. Can he sell more seats? You know, can he help us win ball games? You know, is the locker room going to be upset because of what kind of money he's getting? All that, all that has to factor in. You know, there are some people who can get money, who can get paid, and they really don't change. There's some team, some people have some teammates that when they get their payday, sometimes teammates are happy for them. And there's other times they're envious and they're jealous. And that's not a good teammate. Because when it's time for you to get yours, you got to go get it. you got to go get it. Any player that plays ball, whether he be a female, whether she be a female, or it be a male, when it's your turn to get your money, go get it. Because when that when that window of opportunity is open, if it closes, it's done. You're over. It's forget it. You don't get another chance. You should have got. We learned the generation of years ago, of decades ago. We learned that the hard way. Get what you get. Get what you can get. Don't worry about the next man's paycheck, because none of that man's paycheck is going to make it into your home, and none of your paycheck is going to make it into his home or his family. So get what you can, all that you can. There's nothing wrong with that. People talk about selfish players. Well, hell, what happens when you don't have any money anymore? Where are those people at that said you were so selfish? They're not there. They felt as if, well, I paid to see you play back then. Whatever you did with the money, that's your responsibility. But I can tell you this, Jeremy, I'm happy. I'm happy for any athlete in the world. This is the profession of which I participated in. Sports, professional sports. It's not amateur sports. Amateur sports is not college sports. Did you hear me? Shall I repeat myself? Amateur sports is not college sports. College sports is minor league sports. It's, it's, it's minor league professional sports. That's what that is. They don't call it that. I'm going to tell you what it is. Yes. College sports is just the minor leagues. Amateur sports is intramurals at every level. That's what amateur sports is, intramural. But once you're being paid for your services, you're a professional. And you get the best deal and the most money that you possibly can get. And there's nothing, every profession there is out there. If you got multiple job offers, you take the best job offer that's on the table for you at the time. That includes money. That includes benefits. That includes perks. That includes anything you can think of. 
to enhance that package that you have the best package for you. That's the best offer. You had three offers. You weighed all three of them out. Where is that? What's the location? How much travel I got to do? Are all my expenses paid? Do I get a car allowance? My benefits? I get health insurance. I get dental. All that. You take that into consideration. How much I get paid? Guaranteed money. Is there a retirement plan? Oh, yeah. I got a 401k, too. You take all those things into consideration. That's what professional athletes do. You have to take them all into consideration. Free agency is there now. So, Jeremy Lin, take advantage of it. Go ahead and take care of your family. You're a Harvard grad. You know what to do. This is business. And, and teammates, be good teammates. Be happy for him. And be happy for your team. And put the Knicks back in the playoff picture again, please. The greatest basketball city in the world. Put them back on the map. Jeremy, now if you get the money, we're going to have some expectations. So I just want y'all to know I'm for Len Fanity. Get your money, Jeremy. Team up, team. Treat him right. All right. <laughs> That's just my little basketball rant there. I just wanted to go on that because I just, you know, I'm for the man. You know, he was an underdog. Nobody expected him to do what he did. Put the Harvard basketball program on the map. Handle your business. Handle your business. Let's talk a little bit about handle your business, Des Bryant. Now, this is a very sensitive story to me because it involves a mother and a son. And, and those two are, are connected. You know, men love their mothers. Mothers love their sons. But there's, there's something going on there. Now, I'm, I'm going to give Prime. I'm going to give Prime some kudos here because if you remember back in the day, a couple years ago, Prime stepped out and said he was going to step back from Dez. The Dez has some issues that Prime, you know, tried to help him with, but he felt as if it was beyond anything that he could, you know, really help the young man with. And he stepped away. To me, based upon just knowing what I know about Prime from a distance, you know, I thought that mm, I looked at that. I thought about that. I just didn't see Dion giving up on anybody, particularly when he just talks about just, you know, his life period. You know how he always wanted to, you know, take care of things for his mom. And here's a young man that's struggling. His mom certainly was struggling, had him at a very young age. And, and Prime decided he was going to step away from that. Now, here's what I'm saying. I'm saying that both Des, from a distance, from what I gather, from what I've read, what I've heard, it appears to me that Des and his mom both need to have some t- be in some type of treatment program. You, there needs to be some reconciliation there between the two of them, some type of counseling, and that's okay. Let's not let's not throw him and his mother under the bus. Again, this is a, a very young lady who had. Uh, I mean, she's just she's not even forty years old, and she's got a man child who is wealthy. And, you know, probably can buy whatever he wants to buy, but his mother's love is a, a different story. And I understand there could have been some other siblings involved, some other family members involved. But whatever the tension is, that's a family matter. And family matters to us. Come on, we let's, let's, let's stop and think about this, everybody. There's something wrong when a mother has to call 911 on her son. First of all, knowing that's a young black man in Dallas, Texas. You call the 911. They're coming. Okay? The fact of the matter is, I don't know what escalated to the point that she felt he was going to kill her. 
But there was something that was out of control and out of the ordinary. There's, so there's something that's dysfunctional about that family, just like mine, just like yours. I know you don't know me. You ain't never seen me before either. But I know if you got a family, you got something going on in that family that makes you qualified as dysfunctional. That's just human nature. And so how you handle it is a different story. And I'm, and I'm glad there's some people out there that they want to take their time with this one. Because, see, this is after they leave us in the spotlight. And, you know, you know, after he goes away as Des Bryant, the man child that we know, he and his mother and his brother and his sister and the family, they're still going to be connected to uncles and aunts. They're still going to be connected as a family. Let's not fracture that family with us taking sides. Let's just say regardless of what it was, that was a family matter. That was a, a family domestic dispute. And there's some dysfunction there and they need some counseling and they need some help. So let's show them all some love because that because one thing about it, that was a family matter. So that could be anybody, any of us. And and you just know, you know, for those of us who have lost their mothers, who have lost their fathers, when they're gone, they're gone. They don't they, they don't come back to this earth. We, we, we know and we hope and we pray we see them in heaven, but they don't come back here. You don't get to have good times with them here anymore. And it's good times for that Brian family now. You know, they say money can't buy happiness. Money can't buy love, but it sure as hell can help. And they got a little bit of that. The Cowboys football season about to start. It, it's, a, it's the best time in your life. I just spoke to a young man whose son is uh, about to, uh, you know, start rehab and perhaps maybe end up on the Green Bay Packers. And I was just talking about, you know, going back over the career when he played at the University of Virginia. Priceless. Priceless. To participate in those type of events on game day as a part of it, as a family member. Totally different than as a fan. Totally different. The experience as a family member is almost as if you're playing the game yourself. You look at things completely different. So I want what Des has done for his mom, she should be the happiest one of the happiest mothers on this earth, because her son is one of the best football players on this earth. So let's not, you know, that's a glass house. We can see in the window because, you know, we got the microphones. We got the cameras. We're doing the Twitter. We're doing the Facebook. But let's give them a break. They need our help. Now, I know he played for the damn Cowboys, and I can't believe I'm in his corner for the Cowboys. Cause I, but I'm really in his corner because it's him and his mom, and I want them to enjoy life. And I don't want this to be, to get out of hand and we start throwing. So what she struggled in her life. You know, who of you out there have not struggled? I don't care what your struggle was. A struggle is a struggle. You're not perfect. So don't judge her. I don't care if you say she did this and she did that and she was selling this and she was selling that. You know, and the NFL already, you know, embarrassed the family, if you will, by the questioning they asked Des about his mother back then. So let's, come on, let's tone it down a little bit and let's pray for them. And let's hope that they get things better and they get on track. That's a, that's a young man, that's a damn good football player, and that's his mother. And I, they're, they're going to be together much longer than they're going to be together with us in, in this National Football League. And, you know, topic of our conversation. 
But the Dallas Cowboys should never be a topic of my conversation. I hear some music. I probably got to go to a break. I don't know. Do I hear music? Maybe I do. Yeah. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Des, do your thing, man. The, the Eagles is going to come to town. You have to go to Philly and deal with them, too. So do your thing, man. But love your mother, man. Love your mother. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spies her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Uh, I'm going to talk some more about football a little bit later. Uh, of course, uh, we were talking a little bit about Dez Bryant and, and of course, the incident that happened with he and his mom. And it happened in the afternoon. No drinking, no drugs, none of that involved, just tempers flaring up. So let's get that out there. But um, uh, I want to talk a little bit about basketball. And anybody is welcome to call in because I'm going to need a little bit of help on this one. You can call in at 888-346-9144. 888-346-9144. Call in and help me out with this one just a little bit because I understand my man Kobe is, has stepped up. Kobe stepped up and said that he thinks that his dream team could beat Michael's dream team. Now, for those of you out there, it's just like I'm, I'm Kobe, I'm going to treat Kobe the same way I, I treat Eli Manning. Now, why the hell you want to ask Eli Manning if you think he's one of the elite quarterbacks? What do you expect him to say? No, he's not. After all, now, you know, before you ask him, he had one Super Bowl ring. Now he's got two Super Bowl rings. He might think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. After all, for some reason or other, we want to measure greatness with championships. 
You know, although I don't know if that's the case is, you know, some people feel if you don't have a championship ring, then you can't be considered great. And Charles won't agree with that. I know that. But let me just say this. What did you expect Kobe to say? Hell, you know, when Kobe came in the game, you know, Kobe, unlike LeBron, Kobe didn't come out with a number 23 on. And 23 was in the game before Kobe was. We know that. Mike was in the game big time. You know, Kobe didn't come. No, no. Kobe didn't come out with that 23 on. Kobe wanted to be Kobe. He didn't want to be Michael Jordan. He wanted to be Kobe Bryant. And he's, he's made that name for himself, Kobe. That's him. That's, that's, that's Kobe. So what did you expect him to say? But here's what I, here's, here's what I'm, I, I, I want some people out there that got a couple gray hairs on their head like I do. Maybe, you know, one in your, you know, on your beard too. I want to know what you think because I'm going to tell you, even though Mike and Barkley and Bird, you know, they had the first dream team. That was the first dream team. But I'm going to tell you what, I'm not so sure. I, I, I like this conversation. I'm not so sure. Listen, I, David Robinson, bad boy. But you can get me Kareem any day. You know, man, you know, come on now. You got Moses Malone who never got a chance to play on a dream team. You know, you got, come on, man, you got George Gervin talking about cats can't shoot today. Who going to stop Iceman's jumper? You know, you got, man, you just got people out there. You got Bill Russell. Bill Russell was in that generation, you know, with, with Jabbar and them. You going to tell me that there's not another dream team out there that could even make Mike them think about it. You know, Oscar, you know, Magic wasn't the only big guard out there. You know, they say Magic couldn't guard nobody. Hell, Oscar could guard and could take you. You know, what, what couldn't Oscar do? And so, and, and, and Mike, I know you took it to another level, but you took it to a level a little higher than where Doc took it from. But you, you took your game from Doc. I just, man, this is a good conversation. And I know, I know, I, I bet Doc would like to have this conversation. Doc, Doc would say, hey, hold on, hold on, young man, young Mike. See, Doc could call him young Mike. Young Mike, hold on, Mike. I had Dr. J's before you had Jordan's. You know, so I, I bought a, I bought a name to a shoe before you did. You might have, you took it to the next level. And I don't know if Kobe's shoe has taken it to the next level compared to what MJ took the Jordan brand to. But when you talk about on the court now, there's a, there's some other dream teams before the original dream team that could have been assembled and they could have made some things happen as well. But I'm just thinking now, you know, Kobe. Kobe, Kobe wanted to ch challenge Mike on his dream team. Now, the only thing we could do is really see that on paper because, it, you know, they're a little old, to, you know, to make it happen. But like Charles said, hold on, Kobe, you, you called my dream team, you know, old. And Chuck is like, hold on, man, you older than we were. Me and MJ wasn't that old. We were only 28, 29 years old. You 34, right? And then, and, and you call, and you think you could beat us? You know, you on your way out. We were definitely in our, they were in their prime. Ain't no, there's no doubt that Jordan, now Bird was, again, Bird was on his way out. Magic was on his way out. But Barkley, Pippen, Jordan, woo, nah. And, and, and the reality of it, you know, Isaiah wasn't on that team. We all know Isaiah should have been on that team.
Now, I'm just going to say, Isaiah Thomas, come on, man, one of the best point guards ever played the game. Ain't no doubt about it. You talk about his, you know, maybe off the field, off the court was something. But on the court, that was not the competitor. Isaiah, listen, Isaiah wasn't taking nothing from nobody, period. He didn't care how big you, yeah, he was a thug on the basketball court. But, you know, most of the time, Isaiah was just, do, he was doing his thing, he was taking it to the hole. Taking it to the hole and dropping you off, finishing. Now, you know, he, he didn't, you know, man, I, I don't know if there was any part of Isaiah's game where it had to be improved. He had handle. He could shoot. He had the mid-range game. Isaiah had it all. He played defense. You know, and he had he, he was just nasty. Isaiah, he would fight anybody. Him, come on, him and Magic, they best boys. And next thing you know, you know, they fall out. They, they on the court kissing each other on the cheek. Y'all remember back then. Come on, man. Y'all remember. They go to court, you know, game finish start. Boom, boom. Kiss, kiss. Bam, you know. But I'm telling you what. I'm just, you know, I, w- I wish we could see it. I really wish it was in the prime. And, and, and they were in their prime. And then I want to take that other dream team that never exists. But I want some people, 888-346-9144. If you got a dream team prior to Michael and Magic, you know, who you got on that dream team that you think could beat Michael and Magic? And then if they could beat Michael and Magic, could they beat Kobe and the boys today? Because some games transcend time. They, they just do. Some people's game, they were like ahead of their time. There's no doubt in my mind that Michael Jordan's game was ahead of its time. Michael Jordan could play today. Ain't no doubt about it. Be MVP. Might even walk out. Ooh. Could Michael and Scotty then walk out with the same amount of rings today that they did then? Ooh. Like to see that. See, with Kobe, Kobe, Kobe had a couple different teams. There was a couple, you know, parts that, that, that was exchangeable during Michael's team, you know, download a couple posts, a couple guys, you know, they exchanged those pieces. But basically, you know, him and Scotty was there. It wasn't, it wasn't really, it wasn't even a big three. Maybe BJ was winning with three. BJ might got, you know, three or four of those, three of those rings with him. But there were some interchangeable parts there. But the same thing happened with Kobe, with, with the exception. With the exception. Now, Kobe and, 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 and Derek, you know, they, they got their rings together. But I, him and Fish, they got their rings together. But I'll tell you what, man, that, that would be very interesting to see. And, and LeBron. <laughs> You know, LeBron, whose game, again, LeBron is playing currently. But LeBron could have played back against Michael, against Magic. LeBron could have played against, you know, bad boys because he would have stepped his game up. LeBron ain't no chump. He from the OH to the 10. Don't forget that, y'all. He ain't no chump. He, he, he can handle his business now. So, yeah, he would fit right in. Now, who would he guard? Where would he play? LeBron is a ball player. He could play every position. You know, I, he just, he, he, the game would, he would adapt his game to the time. And, and if somebody gonna move him around, he gonna move him, but that's a big boy. That ain't, that, that's no little man at all. And so I, you know, I, I would like to see that. I, I really would like to see that. Of course, you know, Larry Bird, you know, hey, y'all wanna take it outside? Take it inside? He, Bird will post you up too. 
So you got you got the young fellas, man, nowadays that, you know, it would be nice. It, w- it would be nice to see that. It would be nice to see Kobe. It would be nice to see Kobe and Michael going at it, talking. That's one thing about Kobe from the suburbs, too. Kobe, and Kobe was international. Kobe is like, you know, like almost like a military brat. He lived all over the world. You know, so he's very, you know, diverse in terms of, you know, culture, you know, speak some languages, you know, play ball all over the country. And I listen, I re- <laughs> this is so funny. Y'all got to remember this when, the, you know, Kobe and Ron, you know, met a met a world peace, you know, when when they were doing their thing. And, you know, it was almost like, come on, man, Meta was like, you know, does he know what he, who he messing with? You know, he, 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 not really. Kobe, come on. Kobe ain't going to back down from too many situations. That's why I really don't understand why anybody would think Kobe would say anything other than he didn't, he wouldn't care who it was. Because Kobe think he could beat the whole team himself. That's how much confidence that young man has. And he, listen, he's got the right to have that because he did, you know, he played in a couple generations. He played at the end of the Jordan generation. You know, Kobe been on the court for a long time, y'all. So Kobe knows, you know, the talent that I'm talking about and we're discussing if Kobe know what he could do against Scottie Pippen. Kobe knows that. Kobe knows what, what he could do against, you know, David Robinson. Kobe knows that. Kobe's seen what he could do against Charles Barkley. He's he been there at the end of that, but he's been, so he knows the talent. And he watched it growing up in his prime, I mean, when he was a kid. And he got pits, bits and pieces of his game from all those guys. So, yeah, it's a sense of confidence, not arrogance, but it's a sense of confidence of which he speaks about, oh, yeah, we can, we can do that. Oh, we can get that done. Oh, ain't no doubt about it. Yeah, KD, KB, I, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. I got, uh, oh, yeah, I can get that done. You Give me some other cats, too. Oh, D-Wade, he hurt, but D-Wade on my squad, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, he, he, he Kobe, I'm going to tell you, I don't know good money. I don't know, I don't like to throw good money after bad money. But I don't, I really don't know what that bet might be. I might close my eyes, but that's going to be a damn good game. Somebody, Scotty Pippen said 25 games? What is Scotty? Come on, man. Scotty, what you thinking? You just following Mike's, you know, lead. Come on, man. Don't be dogma about everything. Think for yourself. 25 points, you really think you're going to beat LeBron and Kobe. LeBron and Kobe. And just think if D-Wade was healthy. You go, 25 points. Scotty, I don't know if you're going to have that job next year. I'll hear some more music. I'm, I'm, I, this is Scotty Pittman, 25 points. He really think he could beat. Man, what is wrong with you? That's why you are Robin in the Batman. <laughs> you listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, so living like it matters. I'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLAlumni.org. 
So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely despise her, especially at 1-2. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You hear the music, you know the show. It's the Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, a living like it matters. If you'd like to give me a call, give me a call at 888-346-9144. Again, that's 888-346-9144. I just want to throw something out there real quick. You know why? You know, Steve Nash. All of a sudden, Steve Nash goes to the Lakers, and it appears that everybody thinks that they're the heir apparent to win the West. Excuse me, is Steve a little old, too? You know, I, I think Steve's a little old. I don't think, you know, is, is he it? Is he reached? I mean, I think he, the pinnacle of his career has been reached. I think he's on the downside. Now, of course, he's going to help the Lakers a little bit. But is it just a given now that the Lakers are the team in the West to beat? Is OKC, did something happen? Did I did I miss something? Did they lose some people? I thought everybody was locked in up there in OKC. Yeah, they got beat 4-1 in the championship series, but, I mean, you know, after two games, everybody thought OKC might, hey, they, they might make it happen. Uh, you know, and then, of course, some couple things happened. But, wow, all of a sudden now, you know, Steve Nash is it. But, but what about this, too? What about Steve Nash leaving, you know, end conference, same division, going, just going down the road to play ball? Where's all the, you know, how come everybody's not in the big uproar about that? Come on. LeBron, come on, LeBron's a traitor. Steve Nash, is, is, it's okay. He, he, you know, he's going to get a ring. Man. What about Grant Hill? Grant Hill, again, he's going to go right down the road, too. He's going to go to L.A., not on Kobe's team, but he's going to go down there. Everybody going to L.A. At least they leaving here, migrating from, you know, Phoenix and going to L.A. You know, California's a place you ought to be. Sound like the Beverly Hillbillies to me. But I, 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 I'm just trying to figure out. I just want, you know, Grant Hill leaving too. Everybody leaving. But LeBron catches hell. Grant ain't catching no hell. Steve Nash ain't catching. I don't want to hear about the way he did it, the decision. Hell, the decision is the media decided that they wanted to have him sit down and talk about it. 
That's a decision. Everybody talks about things a decision. He did. Let me ask you something. If you got something you want to do and you want the world to know about it, call the world. Ask them if they'll come. See if they care. They don't care. Nobody cares because you, you, you leave in, you know, Time Warner and you go into Comcast. Nobody gives who. I tell you what, you heard it. I tell you what, I know somebody does give a hoot about. I don't even want to talk about direct TV right now, but you understand what I'm saying. Leave your job and go someplace else and see if anybody cares. LeBron James, they cared. That's, you know, that's why the media was there. Other people wanted to know that they knew it was going to be some TV time. That was a whole TV thing. And then they're going to try to put it on LeBron. The decision, the way he did it. I'll be damned. The media, come on, sometimes. Can you take a little blame yourself? Maybe you stuck your foot in your mouth. Can you be mad? Man up. We created this whole hysteria thing about LeBron James. We took the cameras there. We asked him did he want to come on and do it. You got to understand if you play ball or if you didn't play ball, you got to understand you don't tell the cameras and the, and the writers to come where you want them to come. They come to you. They pursue you. LeBron didn't go to them. They pursued him. He had decided he was going to do it his own way. They pursued him. And so, therefore, what was created, they created it. He doesn't direct. He doesn't produce. He plays ball. He produced on the court. He plays ball. Everybody's mad at him for the decision. Get out of here the way he did it. Get out of here. Come on, really? Okay, I got something I'm mad about. And this is a little personal. But I'm going to stand my ground. Okay? Listen, I... The Ohio State University, my alma mater, love it to death. They do some things wrong. I don't agree with them on everything. They don't agree with me on everything. By the way, I put a phone call into Coach Myers' office. I ain't got a return yet. I'm, I'm going to tell somebody else about that. But listen, the Ohio State University, I'll dare some people out there try to even compare the things that went on at Ohio State University with what went on up there at Penn State University. How dare all those people out there that just stood up like, you know, stood their ground that Penn State is one of the greatest universities. This is not a football issue. How dare those people who when that man stepped up and said he heard rhythmic sounds when Jerison Dusky had the little boy in the shower and they didn't want to think about it. That's not rush to judgment. Ain't no rushing and no judgment. Nobody tell you they heard a little a boy in the bathroom and a, a grown ass man rhythmic sexual sounds. And you're going to stand up behind him. You're going to go out and turn over cars. You're going to walk on that university and stand up as if this 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 uh, this statue of Joe Paternal like he's God. He's a, he's a coach. He may have been a good friend to some people. But I tell you what, if he's a good friend to some people, for all those that he was a good friend to, if you knew that he stood by that man, when that man did that to that little boy, you are wrong. All of you that stood by them and knew that. Now, you only knew what we knew. Those of us who were reading, who were talking to friends who went to Penn State. But you knew their rumors. How in the world, how in the world could it be that those rumors didn't get out? You, there's no way in the world that that much of a cover up. Rumors got around. I want to know where the people from Penn State at. You know why weren't they talking? 
How does that, why did it have to get to this? Now they're saying there's some people who are taking it back to maybe the 70s or 80s. That pervert was walking around on that campus molesting little boys all that time. And what was going on at Ohio State University? Yeah, selling some pants, some gold pants, selling some sneakers. Yeah, so we sold some sneakers. Yeah, okay. We sold some sneakers. We sold some jerseys, some practice jerseys or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to say we did. Yeah, did I say it? Yeah, I said it. We went molesting little boys and covering that up. And let's just stop, you know, using all these reasons to protect programs and call them things that they are not. That's a damn business they run in college football. How the hell are you going to have me sit up in a class and teach me business and then you're going to have put those business in my face and tell me that's not business? Well, what the hell did you just teach me? This? Wait, hold on. The way I look at this program, they run in a business. This is what I'm learning in my classes. And you're going to tell me it's not a business. Now, what, what, what the hell's going on here then? This education ain't no good to me. You're going to teach me and show me business in class, and then when I see it, it's like it's not business. Come on. We know business. <laughs> it ain't that hard. And I can tell you what. Some things are going to change around college campuses. This, this whole thing with Penn State has just gotten to the point where it has to change. It's, it's an embarrassment. It's beyond an embarrassment. Penn State knows it. There's too many people that are involved that know it. They, 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 they know it. The alum that are involved in that university, in that football program, you, you, you've stood behind the program for so long. A program that you, you held up in high regard, that you would send your children there. You would send your son, your daughter, your niece, your nephew, your grandchildren. The legacy goes on and on and on. And to know on Saturday some of the greatest football in the United States of America was played right there, doing the best they possibly could. But did you also know some other stuff was going on? And if you did, why did you hide it? Why didn't you tell somebody? Why didn't you let us know? There's some kids out right now that are suffering. Jerry Sandusky, he's in a prison someplace. He, he's still not even man enough to say that he did it. He's still not even man enough to identify one or a couple of kids that perhaps he molested. And they're still out there because they're hiding. They're afraid to come forward. Big man up, Jerry. What's the worst thing going to happen to you? What you were doing to them is going to happen to you in jail? Penn State. Should they play football again anytime soon? Should they be allowed to play football? Okay, I, all I want you to do is just think about what happened to SMU with the death penalty. Okay, they were giving some kids some money. You know, they were giving them some cars, whatever. They Okay, they were doing that. They got the death penalty for that. Was anybody really hurt behind that? It was against the rules. I agree. It was against the rules. And because it was against the rules, they felt as if it, it, it was so far gone that what the only thing they could do is give them the death penalty. They had never seen anything like this ever before. This was the worst corruption within a program that they'd ever seen before. So they gave them the death penalty. Now, let's look at what they gave them the death penalty for and what, what and went on here. And the extent of the cover up here, all the way to the level of the president of the university, 
one of the most powerful men that ever walked the campus of Penn State University, the head football coach, Joe Paterno. What is it today that would make you think that they haven't earned the right to receive the death penalty? How dare me sit here, you know, a former Buckeye talk about another school getting the death penalty after, you know, what we, what have we, what have we done? Yeah, I, I'm going to tell you, I probably, I don't even know if I sold some shoes. My shoes probably was so run over and everything, you know, that I don't even know if I sold a jersey. But I'm going to say we did. Okay, we did. But the death penalty, gold pants, tattoos, tickets for tattoos. Money for tattoos. The death penalty? No, we shouldn't get it at Ohio State University, but for this at Penn State? I don't care. You can change the name of the school. I don't care. It's the evidence that is now brought forward. And the family, I understand they want to protect Joe's name. I understand. You know, the family has the right to do that. The family, I'm not questioning the family. Mothers will stand next to their sons. Husbands will stand next to their wives. Wives will stand next to their husbands. They're supposed to do that. I'm not, I, the family, I'm okay with them. It's their loved one. They're supposed to stay by him till, till he dies and, and still fight for the honor of his name. That's okay. I can understand that. But those of you that are outside of that, that are not family members, I don't understand that. I, I, I just don't get it. There's enough factual information that's been submitted that you've read. Now you want to question the FBI. Like the FBI's got something against Penn State University. What the hell does the FBI have against Penn State University? No. No. So, And there are many of you out there who I commend you. You have said, no, I don't want to have anything to do with Penn State University. They need to pull that statue down. They need to take his name off of everything. You're, you're saying and doing the right thing. I believe that. But there's some others that need to let it go. They need to let it go. After all, that, that's just football. That's just, that's just football. That's just a game. That's just a game. But these are little boys and a grown ass man. I just wish I could just give them an overhand right about five times. Woo, man. I, I just I just don't see it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I got on another rant, but I had to get on a rant because I, Penn State, just know I am not. You know, we are who? Come on. You shouldn't even say that. No, we are Penn State. If that represents Penn State, that is not what you want to be representing. Not today. Not in, not in America. Not in the world. Not in 2012. I hear some music. I got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I got one more segment. Come back and listen to me, please. Please come back. All right, we're out of here. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. 
despise her, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You may not know all their names, but you certainly know what they did. They helped make this game into what it is today. Now we can do more to help them. The NFL Alumni Association is proud to assist our retired players to help make their lives better today and tomorrow. To learn more, please visit NFLalumni.org. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And of course, this is uh, about to be my last segment here um, of the show. And uh, just got a couple of little things that I just wanted to, I just wanted to repeat again because I think they're worth repeating. And first of all, that was just the, the 92 Dream Team, of course, um, to compete against the 2012 Dream Team. Who do you think would win that? Would you like to see it? And also, I, you know, let's, let's dream. And let's put together a dream team before the original dream team. And who would be on your dream team if you had a chance uh, to put that team together? I'd like to hear something from Doc. Julius Irving. Yeah, I'd like to hear something from Doc. I'd like to hear what Doc had to say. You know, Doc was always, Doc was always first class in everything that he did on that basketball court. And, and even, you know, nobody's perfect, you know, but, but Doc conducted himself in a professional manner of which it was, it was a great role model for how a person should be a professional. Doc was a true professional. And I, and I think Doc, to be honest, I think Doc was the first, he probably was the first player that had a celebrity status. That that became a, a, a brand. I think Dr. J was the first brand, if you will, of of athletes, and and he did a good job. He set the precedence of which you know Michael took that reign and took it to another level, and and now it's uh, it's in the hands of a lot of people. You know, uh, you know LeBron's doing a great job, uh, Kobe's uh, doing a great job. You know, Steve Nash does a great job. Um, so. But I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking. I, I like to have that generation of players: Moses Malone, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You know, have those guys. You know, talk about what their dream team might look like, and how they think their dream team might compete against the '92 dream team. And of course, we already know the dream team of '92 already. <laughs> well, let's say Kobe stepped out there first, and he threw it out there. And of course, MJ, probably team captain, stepped right up and defended his team, and let everybody know what he thought. And then Scotty had to throw something in there too. Scotty and, and Charles ain't too many. They ain't. They're not bashful. They're not. They're not bashful at all. But I tell you what, it's about that time. Football season's about to start. Some people got some good money out there. 
Drew Brees got a lot of money. He sat there and he waited. Hundred million dollars. Drew Brees sat there and he waited. He got a hundred million dollars. He's up there. Michael Vickers, I think Mike's got two hundred million dollar contracts. Peyton Manning's up there. You know, who is the team that you believe? Who is the team that that should win the Super Bowl? I know who you might think one person, one team might win the Super Bowl. Are you really in a position right now to pick a Super Bowl winner? You haven't even they haven't been they've been to you know a couple of OTAs, a couple of little mini camps. Haven't been in training camp yet. You don't know what you know what player on what team might get hurt. You know injuries. That's, I talked about that earlier about great players. You know, great players have longevity. Their bodies are healthy. They can sustain a season, multiple seasons, long seasons. But who who is it out there right now? Who would be who would be the front runner if you had a chance? To pick a team right now, NFCs. I mean, it, well, oh, did I go with the NFC East? <laughs> the NFC, AFC. What might that Super Bowl look? Is Tom? Is it? Is it Tom Brady Super Bowl again? Is Tom going to go back? Is he going to come out a winner? I, I'm just throwing it out there, Tom. You know, Peyton is still in the AFC. Can Peyton take Denver to the Super Bowl? I, I I don't know about that, you know, but, you know, somebody might have something to say about that. What about the NFC? Drew, you got $100 million, man, but you know what? You're, the team is a wreck. You know, I, I think what's about to happen now, there's always the argument. Does coaching make players better or does players make coaches better? Well, I think this year in New Orleans, we're about to find out if it's the coaching or if it's the players. Because the coaching staff has been dismantled, you know, you know what's happening down there. But Drew Brees, it's your hundred million dollar man, spoke up for the union. Now it's time for you to perform on the field. Let's see if you can earn that money. Is the spotlight going to be on you? Yes. The expectations, the bar going to be raised? Yeah. Why? Because money, money does that. You know, if, if you're only making twenty million dollars, you can play a certain at a certain level. If you're making fifty million dollars, you could play at another level. Seventy-five, another a hundred million dollars. Superman, Super Bowl, hundred million Super Bowl. Anything short of that, Drew? You know, for a hundred million, if you think you're a hundred million dollar man, Super Bowl. Okay, so let's go to NFC. Now I don't, I, you know, some people are throwing it out there. Again, I, Eli Manning. I just love, I love Eli as a player. I just love him. I don't care what people say. I like that kind of quarterback. Eli, okay, <laughs> you don't think Eli's going to do it? You know, some people, there. you know there's some people that will say they actually would take Tony Romo before they would take Eli Manning. Why? What has Tony Romo done to prove that he's a better quarterback than Eli Manning? Why, why would you take Tony Romo? Tony has not done a thing to me to prove that he's a better quarterback than Eli Manning. You know, I, I, you leave it to Skip Bayless, he'd probably take Tebow instead of Eli Manning. But uh, come on, man. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of pressure's on Mike Vick this year. Now, Mike has gone on record to tell the fans that he's going to take care of himself. You know, Mike plays the game in such a way that he, he does take a lot of risk. You know, he puts himself in a position where he becomes a runner. There's a reason why they put the slide in, Mike. I'm only going to ask you, man, learn how to slide. You know, some people, if you didn't play, listen, if you didn't play baseball, and there are baseball players that slide and injure themselves, 
But if, if, if you did not play baseball, I just want to let you know, sliding is not the easiest thing to do in the world, particularly when you're dealing with some artificial stuff. You know, you get your leg, you're scared, you're going to get your leg up under you the right way, it's going to get hooked up under you or whatever, you know, you're sliding down on some stuff, you know, the turf back in the day, you lava, rub all the skin off the side of your hip or something. But I tell you what, looking over that NFC, I, I, it's just going to be a hell of a, it, it's going to be a hell of a contest this year. I, I just don't, I, I really, I'm not in a position right now to say who's going to win. Not the, not the NFC, not the AFC, not the Super Bowl. There's just too many factors. We, we gotta wait. We gotta let it play out. But I'm willing to let it play out. I got an idea who I think is gonna be there, but I'm not ready to tell you yet. I don't think you're ready to tell me. So I'll tell you what. We got another show next week. Why don't you come back next week? I'll be here. You'll be there. I'll talk to you. You'll listen to me. And we'll have a great time. But until the meantime, they're telling me I got to get out of here. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. And I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america sports channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit VoiceAmericasports.com. the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit VoiceAmerica.com. the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.